set your phasers to succeed. Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds! Yay! This week it's going to be a lot of news, a little bit of what if, and uh, we'll see what else we can throw in there if we have enough time. But first, uh, with us today is Ryan. Hello. And Jen. Howdy. And a returning Kevin, who is back I'm, from the world of Shakespeare. I am back from the land of Illyria. And it's that good to be back. To I had a good time doing the show, but I missed you guys. Aww. 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 Um, <laughs> Not you, Ryan. I see you every, every day. I know. <laughs> I can tell you didn't miss me. <sighs> so uh yeah we'll start with the the news because there's a good chunk of it uh we've got a well there's your news uh kevin's got some star trek news and yeah, there's probably a couple other things mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll start off with ryan's news ryan's news do, 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 do. uh okay where to start we'll start with video games why not um, there was a thing last week. I forget what it was called. Oh, there was a oh, sorry, the PlayStation Showcase live stream. That's what it was. So a lot all the all kinds of uh, PlayStation video game news came out, and uh, some that are of interest to us. So for PS5 and PC exclusive release, they will be getting a uh, a re a, uh, a remake. Of a classic Star Wars game, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I know Brent played that game back in the day. It's, oh, that's the one that I started playing and I never got past the first planet. Did you? Yeah. I don't know. I never. I just. It was fun, but I was like, eh. I have it on my computer. No, there you go. Yeah. So it's a turn based RPG Star Wars in the past. Uh, that's where uh, Darth Revan and uh, all that stuff comes from. So, yep, they they announced a, a a remake, all updated with new graphics and all that fun stuff coming out. Uh, there's also a bunch of Marvel stuff in development. There's a standalone Marvel's Wolverine game, which will be a PS5 exclusive. Ooh. And during the live stream, they also showed off their uh, Sony's exclusive Spider-Man game. There's another Spider-Man one, Spider-Man 2. Uh, So this will be a sequel to the first Spider-Man game, not the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Uh, And apparently in this one, you'll have Peter, Miles, and Venom. Cool. With Venom being voiced by Tony Todd of Candyman fame. Ooh, that's and, cool. and other things. He's in a uh, whack of Star Trek, and a whole whack of horror movies. 
but uh, yeah, I, I think Candyman is probably the most uh, relevant to him right now. Uh, and then we'll stick with the Sony and Sony and PlayStation stuff. Uh, so Sony TV and PlayStation Productions uh, will be producing a TV series uh, based on the video game Twisted Metal. Now, did anybody play that game back in at all back in the day? Or yes, I have. Nope. Have you ever heard of it, Jen? Nope. Okay, so this is the one where you probably saw the commercials. They got like it has like an evil like an evil clown. Who drives an ice cream truck? Who drives an ice cream, ice cream truck? truck. And it's it's a, a vehicle combat game. And okay. they're making a TV series on based on this game. How that's gonna work? No idea. But they got Anthony Mackie to sign on as the as the as a, the main character who will be called John Doe, who is a man without an identity of his own <coughs> after losing his memory. Ooh. He is lured into joining the lethal car combat with the promise, or for the promise of answers about his about who he really is. Pardon me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it was not even it made that made it into the news block because Anthony Mackie signed on to it. So it's like, oh, okay. At first, I thought it was a movie. Then I read, oh, it's a series. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because there's not, from what I remember of the games, there's not, like, there's plot. Yeah, I think I may have played, like, one of the, like, one of the second or third, like, one of the early, early, like, ones mm, yeah, on PlayStation. Uh, so I have no idea how it got developed, but, so who knows? That's coming one day to a TV near you. <laughs> Uh oh, here you go. So anybody got three point six million dollars lying around? Oh sure. Yeah, of course. Well then you Doesn't too. Doesn't everybody? Well, with it, Jen, you too can be the proud owner of Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. First appearance of Spider Man, graded at nine point six, uh, because that's what it sold for at auction. Cool. Setting records, and uh, from what I've been told by people that know these things. Uh, there's like at least six other 9.6 copies, like graded copies, out in circulation. Mm. So they were very surprised that it went as high as it did, considering it's not, you know, the only one. Yeah, it it does surprise me a little bit that, that there's that many copies at that grading. Yeah, the better question would be, do you have this copy lying around? Because now you can sell it for that much. Hopefully, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if only the if answer is still only. no. <laughs> uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is going to make her directorial debut her debut with a, re- a reboot of a movie I know we've all seen as children, Flight of the Navigator. I heard that. Hasn't she already directed stuff? Not she as a feature. Not as a feature film. She's done oh. TV. Yep. And things, but not a not a feature film. So her feature film directorial debut. Oh, okay. I don't remember that movie very much. I should watch it again. I watched it in my twenties and found it boring. I watched it as part of my giant nerd list, and yeah. I I quite like it. It's. It's it's a family tragedy sort kind of story, 
mm-hmm. uh, boy goes missing. You know, um, he goes for a walk from his house one night and doesn't come back. It's because he slipped into an alien spaceship and got transported halfway across the galaxy. We don't really find out what happens over there, but he comes right back. But because of time dilation and the way uh, that faster than light travel works, he hasn't aged, but everybody on Earth has progressed 10 years. So he's still the same kid he was when he went missing uh, 10 years ago. It's uh, it's yeah, it's a cool time. It's this weird sort of timey wimey story. I don't remember that movie at all. Yeah, maybe Isn't I fell asleep. Is that the one with that funny it. eyeball thing that comes down? Yeah, yeah. it's it's like a silver pod. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Uh, seed That's shaped. all I remember. Yeah, <laughs> it's the eyeball pod thing. The, the eyeball inside the ship, and I remember it. Like I remember the movie, and I remember being it being creepy watching it as a kid. Like be kind of being scared, not not mm-hmm. scary, but no, being scary, not necessarily scared, but you know the whole. Uh, especially at first, the uh, with the alien's voice and stuff before it kind of becomes friendlier and goofier. Plus, you know, it's, yeah, it's a kid that's taken away from his family, and then there's the armies involved and aliens and spooky. And uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, was the uh, the voice of the navigator. Really? Huh. Yeah, I don't remember that movie at all. Except for the eyeball, apparently. <laughs> but I would watch a remake of it, or, you know, the original again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'd watch that one again. I've seen it pop up on uh, Disney+, Plus, but yeah, there's so much stuff to watch. Yeah. Uh, like today, uh, I while I was putting away, see, so a little inside baseball, I had the day off today. Thanks. So I, uh, I accomplished quite a few things. I, I slept in until 8 o'clock. Nice. Which for me is, is that's a big deal, considering I usually wake up around quarter to six, even on my days off. <laughs> um, I did some side work on the computer and put away like six months worth of comic books. <laughs> I need to do that too. I <laughs> uh, posted a photo of the piles on the neatly being piled and sorted on uh, the uh, Tales from Collectiverse Instagram. So if you want to see it, uh, check it out there. But uh, while I was doing this, I watched The Matrix. And you'll say, Ryan, why did you watch The Matrix? Well, I was in the mood to watch The Matrix because we got a trailer for the Matrix number four, Matrix Resurrections. Mm. Coincidentally, after we talked about that trailer in the last, it, like the fact mm. that we hadn't gotten one in the last episode. after I predicted we were getting it before the next episode came out? Yes. 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 <laughs> we're on to you, Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's so, okay. Who watched it? I watched it. I haven't yeah. seen it. Well, it's Kevin's avoiding trailers is, now. Yeah. Is it just me or does it just seem like it's the Matrix again? Only now Keanu Reeves is older. And they replaced Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. But we don't know. Yeah. We don't know that, that this younger person is playing Morpheus. Yes, we do. Has he actually, have they actually said that he is Morpheus? Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think they had. They didn't say I, it in the trailer. Uh, I read so. it. I read it in an article somewhere. But I think the film company has come out and said it. Other than Lawrence Fishburne has stated he's not in the movie. Anyway, I just think it looks like the, the Matrix movie over again, except for Keanu Reeves is older. Yeah, 
it it definitely shares similarities. It, it, at least at least this trailer makes it appear that it shares similarities. Yeah, this trailer could have been cut that way too, right? Yeah, of course. Hit that nostalgia button, baby. Part of me thinks <laughs> that they're the hiding field. a lot of cool things in it, but the other part of me is that's what I thought about the second one, and they never delivered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll we'll see, right? Like. I think uh, I th- uh, I will see it. Now it comes out on December twenty second, so just before Christmas. Uh, it is available through HBO Max and in theaters. So only in theaters up here north of the border, um, unless you find other means to watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it again. I just I'm not going in with high expectations or hopes. Oh no. No, no, we learned a long time ago not to go in with expectations or hopes in a Matrix movie. But <laughs> other than hoping that, you know, I, you're entertained I, for two hours. I would extend that to a Wachowski's movie, period. Yeah. it's uh, the uh, At least for me. And, hey, if you like their stuff, uh, more power to you. That's cool. Uh, I, for me personally, I have found all of their movies since the Matrix that they have directed and had, like, a major creative hand in. Um not fulfilling as they should be. I they, they, did, tell you. they did Jupiter Ascending, didn't they? They did Jupiter Ascending, Speed Racer. Jupiter um, Ascending was just funny. Cloud Cloud Atlas. Yeah, Cloud Atlas wasn't very good. And I haven't seen that one. Jupiter Ascending is the one with the bees, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sense8, like, I know, like, friend, a friend of mine, Sense8 was fantastic. Uh, I tried watching two episodes and I was done. (laughs) So it's like, hey, it's not everybody likes the same things. And that's the great thing about being people. But I I, I just hope this for me, because all these movies, for me, what they have in common is they all sound good until I sit down and watch them. Like if you like going in with expectations. like the like the the Wachowskis at the time, uh, hearing them announce doing Speed Racer, it was like, oh, that sounds like completely up my alley. It was not. That movie wasn't <laughs> too bad, was it? Uh, I don't it remember it that well. Great either. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I but think it's that also you can a live action. A lot of their movies. It's a live action version of an old anime. Yeah, and a lot of people, uh, there is like that contingent out there that's really, really likes that movie. But mm-hmm. uh, I like, I've been weirdly, I've been more of a fan of the movies that they have uh, produced as opposed to direct and be like creatively involved. Like V for Vendetta is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, like Ninja Assassin is one of the more underrated action movies of the 2000s, in my opinion. It's like a straight-ahead ninja revenge flick, and it's really good. And nobody saw it but me in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my boss, one of my well, at the time, my boss saw it. He told me about isn't like one of the opening sequences. The guy's like slices a guy's head, and you see his brain. Yeah, yeah. So like, there you go. One of my old bosses saw it that week, the weekend, or the, the, the time it was in theaters. And they were ahead of the curve because it stars a K-pop star. Ooh. <laughs> 
don't know but, any uh, K-pop stars. I, I'm curious to see what comes out of it. I don't know if I'm like a first day viewer or not. And kind of well, that depends on a bunch of things since it's coming out basically at Christmas. But yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how bored we are around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you won't be bored because you'll be watching Spider Man. And you'll be watching episodes of Hawkeye, which we also Yay! got a trailer for for the Disney mm-hmm. Plus series. Which, okay, don't want to have expectations, but they look like they're taking the story right out of the Matt Fraction story. I think it, it's very heavily based Influence. in that, but there, like we know, Echo from Daredevil is in it as well, and yeah. she wasn't anywhere in that book. No, but the, the, you know. She could be taking the role of like Spider Woman from that book, mm. or oh, Black Widow, or yeah, any of those true. other ones that aren't going to be in this that were in that story. Yeah, right? but uh, that of course has given rise to the idea that uh, Kingpin is going to show up because that's who she initially works for. Mm. So, and we have heard those rumors uh, both like thrown out there by Vincent D'Onofrio and denied by Vincent D'Onofrio. So we shall see, but uh, I, it, it looks pretty cool. It looks like uh, Disney wants to give us a more family friendly diehard and they figured out a way to do it. <laughs> I'm really now, looking do you forward think, to it. Do you think the Matt Fraction uh, Hawkeye run will work fine well enough with the MCU version of Hawkeye who has a wife and kids? So here's the thing that uh, somebody pointed out, and I'm a little curious to see how it goes. Uh, Hawkeye's wife is nowhere in that trailer. Yeah. If you watch it, she's not there at all. So does that mean anything? We don't know yet. Obviously, uh, Marvel and Disney are very good at keeping secrets. So it it could be uh, a late game change it could be a plot point or it could be something that they've edited around her and she's in all those scenes and it's just to throw people like us off <laughs> that could be no and he is on the phone um, saying that he'll be home later or whatever so you know, instead of it being his house in this apartment that's it looks more like it's kate's yeah and right he's just you now he's getting involved with her because she was going around being ronin and you know, pissed people off, and then now, yeah, you see the the the, the, the bros show up and <laughs> the tracks. Track track yes. Doesn't he answer the phone and say hi, honey? I could be wrong. Uh, he does say something like that, but we don't know who he's talking to. Could be yeah. his daughter, right? Yeah, that's true. And, it, so and like like I said, it could be a complete red herring. She could be could there be. the entire time for all. Of I really hope it is because they really played up how Hawkeye values his family and is a family man. And I mean, like having him have to go through a divorce or not, or his wife not around anymore, just seems like not good in my opinion. Yeah. Now I will throw this one towards Kevin because Kevin is the, uh, well, Kevin and Jen, because Jen really likes musicals and Kevin is the Mm -hmm. more theatrical of us. Uh, what are, can you give me a, a, a suggestion for a song that appears in Rogers, the musical? We've already had one. It was in Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Where he sings about the war bonds. 
Yeah, me? but give me another one, dude. Uh, I, I was an giving original you a chance song. to improv here. And yeah. Oh, I see. Well, um, um, I'm not good at improv. Just because it says Rogers the Musical, we don't know which Rogers it is. It could be Fred Rogers. So it no, could be, be Won't You uh, Be My Neighbor? No, they show a clip of, it, of the, uh, the show. So a song from a Captain America musical. Uh, I was weak, bucket. but now I'm strong. And I go out and right the wrong. I am big and you are not, but I won't be a jackass. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I was just asking good for job, the title, Kevin. but that was pretty good. Yeah, she was saying, you could, I would have been satisfied with the title, but you went, you went with all the lyrics. Good for you. Well, that's what I do. Um, our, our good friend, uh, Nate Milton suggested that one of the songs should be entitled on your left. Ah. That's not a bad idea. The closing song is called fuck the timeline. I choose love. There you go. <laughs> except, nobody, except nobody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's gotta be, the, I, there's, the, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a grieving song about losing Bucky. Yep. Uh, maybe called I Just Couldn't Hold On. Mm. Oh. Kevin's much better at this than me. <laughs> um, or um, That's if they even go all that far, that, that far back. Maybe they don't even include World War II in it and just do his... It starts with him being un unfrozen. Oh, man. I hope they get Lin-Manuel Miranda to write a couple songs to put in the show. <laughs> I I think he has to make a cameo as himself in that part, <laughs> like in in one of the characters in that show, or they mentioned that he created it or something. I I think it's almost mandatory. <laughs> All right, uh, next Ryan. Uh, next. Uh, so I just got a little bit of actual science news. So uh, some bioscience and genetic genetics company Colossal has raised $15 million. Uh, and what they want to do is bring back the woolly mammoth. Ooh. Where are they going to put it? <laughs> wait, wait, Jen. You're, the answer is coming. So, obviously, they don't can't bring it back. Uh, they're not looking to do a complete clone. Uh, it'll be in an altered form. They plan on using... Uh, so, first, they put it on... Well, yes. Duh. They're just going to put a toupee on an elephant. <laughs> They're going to sequence some d the DNA uh, that's extracted from the bones of the carcasses of uh, one of the... Remember that was in the news like in the last year they found that uh, like a, a baby a woolly baby mammoth? One. Yeah. Yeah, so that they're so going to use that. And they're going to be uh, incorporating, I believe it's uh, an Asian uh, elephant. And they want to reintroduce it to the Arctic tundra, thinking that it will help to preserve the ecosystem. But it's not part of the ecosystem anymore. Exactly. It hasn't been for millions of years. Yep. Or however long. And so it's gonna—it's like introducing a a a, a species yeah, that has no. no natural predators. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. That's not it's like that episode of The Simpsons where he brings his frog to Australia. 
And and not to mention the Arctic, like that, that is due to climate change and everything. That's a lot different than it was when those things roamed around. constrictors in the ever in the Everglades. Like yep. you, you can't just bring an animal and be like, here you go, be free. Yeah, not anymore. So uh, my closing oh, thought. Up. My closing thought on the story is um, Jurassic Park. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would like to see an elephant in a toupee now. <laughs> I'm Googling it. And you're not likely to get eaten by a, a woolly mammoth. I don't know. They weren't exactly gentle. But, they, but they're not carnivorous. Oh, but they're... They, we don't know. Yeah. Did, you, did you live with a woolly mammoth? No, but humans and woolly mammoths did live together on the planet at the same time. Unlike yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. I'm going to Google how Except for the Savage Lands. We're in the center of the earth. Uh, next. Uh, next, we go to Kevin for all that Star Trek news from last time. Yes. No, 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 I got something first. Well, you oh, said next. That, that, well, I thought you had more, uh, more news. No, I said I was closing it out with that one. Oh, okay. So I, I got one because I'm excited and very nervous about this i posted it up on our facebook netflix is producing a eight episode series based on one of my favorite comic books of all time oh i saw that Um, yeah i and like this isn't a like oh is it going to happen it's like it's cast and it's it sounds like it's ready to go like it like at least filming is going to be starting in the very near future um, it's, a uh, executive produced, written, and, uh, being put together by Andrew Dabb, who worked on Resident Evil and Supernatural. And I, I am cautiously optimistic. This could be something really cool because they're following the, the Hunter Rose, uh, storyline, who is basically, it's kind of like an anti-Batman is like he is super smart and decides that instead of fighting crime, he's just going to take it over instead. And it's it's kind of out of boredom because he's good at everything else. Like he's a best, like he's a champion fencer, a best-selling novelist, and he doesn't know what else to sort of do and achieve in his life. So he becomes a crime Lord. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Thing for for me, it, it's sort of like uh, there's some unknowns in there, but it, it from the still photos and stuff, it's it's pretty good suggestions. I'm really curious to see what Argent the Wolf looks like. He's the um well, I guess the antagonist in the series because Grendel's kind of a bad guy, and Argent is hunting him down. And Argent is sort of the bad guy of the book, but he's kind of a good guy. It's hard to explain. Um, But it it looks kind of cool. The only thing is, I'm curious what if they're doing the um, the Hunter Rose arc uh, is kind of like the first Ninja Turtles book. They sort of did it in one book. And then it really caught on, and then they had to do other stories after that. <laughs> and uh, Hunter Rose has made uh, returns over the years as like flashback stories and stuff like that. But the series also continued, so we go from kind of like a Batman sort of story, 
to the next Grendel, which is uh, his uh, his adopted daughter's daughter. So, like, his granddaughter, I guess. And who ends up becoming Grendel after writing a book about her grandfather. And then, so here's where we get weird. And then her son is kidnapped by a vampire in a kabuki troop. <laughs> as what as what happens. Yeah, and then, like it gets kind of weirder and cooler from there. Like it's, really it falls this weird like progression where the series eventually ends up with uh Grendel kind of becomes like a religion or an authoritative like sort of uh force that takes over the planet. <laughs> so, like the 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 budget that that you would need to do the further things, you're really taking big jumps after the first one. Like the, at one point, there's a cannon that can like blow up the sun. <laughs> so, and like I know it sounds ridiculous, and it kind of is, but it, it, I love this series so much, and I'm very curious to see uh, how it ends up turning out. And now, yes, on to cool. Kevin. and now on to Kevin in the Star Trek news. Kevin. So there was a lot of Star Trek news because uh, we have had Star Trek Day since our last episode. Star Trek Day is the anniversary of the airing of the first episode in the United States, uh, which was September 8th, 1966. So they've started celebrating it every year. And this year it was an all out Let's preview everything that's coming. And this little Trekkie's heart went flutter and pitter-patter and thump-thump because (laughs) uh, there was a lot of good stuff. Um, So we'll start with – we'll start with Lower Decks, which wasn't the first panel of the day. But uh, Lower Decks has been picked up for another season, and it's going to – they they had a trailer for the second half of this season, which I think has been – Freaking hilarious. I think the second season is better than the first. And uh, so no real news uh, on uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, but it was just nice to see what's coming. And it's going to be fun. Uh, The next show that is coming is uh, starting on October 28th, and that is Star Trek Prodigy. This is the other animated show that was supposed to originally was announced that it was going to debut on Nickelodeon. But uh, it will now be exclusively on Paramount Plus uh, and Crave up here in Canada and also on um, CTV Sci-Fi. They have confirmed that all of the shows are going to air day and date in Canada with the uh, American air date. Prodigy looks amazing. It's about a bunch of kids who stumble upon a starship that's stuck inside some kind of an asteroid or something. The ship is called the USS Protostar. It it is in the Delta Quadrant, which is where Star Trek Voyager took place. So we do see some familiar aliens, uh, specifically um, a Kazon from the early seasons of Star Trek Voyager. And, uh, yeah, I'm just very excited about this show. I think it's going to be fun. I think it'll bring new kids into the franchise. And I think, uh, I think it's gonna, it looks really good. It has a, it has a new Star Wars feel to it, like an animated Star Wars kind of feel, um, just the designs and the, the look of the show. So that is Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, 
Our favorite Star Trek Discovery will be coming back earlier than we thought. There will be some overlap because Star Trek Discovery will come out uh, on Thursday, November 18th. So Prodigy and Discovery will be airing at the same time. Uh, uh, It's the first time since um, Deep Space Nine went off the air that there have been two Star Trek shows uh, being released on the same week um uh, uh uh at the same time uh so discovery we don't know much about season four um the synopsis from paramount plus says that uh season four finds captain burnham and the crew of the uss discovery facing a threat unlike any they've ever encountered with federation and non-federation worlds alike feeling the impact they must confront the unknown and work together to ensure a hopeful future for all uh there wasn't a lot of hints about what's coming. There, uh, there has been a trailer for um, for season four, uh, but uh, so there wasn't much new. The panel in that case consisted of Wilson Cruz and Blue Del Barrio. Uh, Wilson Cruz plays Doctor Culber. Blue plays uh, Adira, the the human that's hosting the trill, and then also um, Ian Alexander, who's playing, who plays Gray the the trill that blue is in love with who will be getting a physical body uh, somehow this season. We've learned that too. Uh, then let's move on to star Trek Picard. Uh, we got a new trailer for star Trek Picard uh, and we didn't get an exact date, but we do know that season two of star Trek Picard will debut in February of 2020, which means uh, I did the math. Uh, if, Discovery has a 13-episode season like like it normally does, and it starts on November 18th. It should finish around February 10th, which would mean I would think the earliest Picard would start would be around February 17th. Um, So, um, Because I don't think they want uh, these two shows to be on at the same time. Um, But we have seen the Borg Queen um, in season two. We also know that Picard and his friends must go back to 21st century Los Angeles in order to repair some timeline damage and save the future from becoming a dystopian Nazi uh, uh, dystopia. Uh, so, and it's uh, all because of Q. It looks like – is it because of Q or because – or is Q warning them of something? And I think the reason they go to see the Borg Queen is because Picard knows that the Borg have some time travel secrets, right? Yeah. Um, the entire cast from the first season is back. So Patrick Stewart, Jerry Ryan, Michelle Hurd, Allison Pill, Santiago Cabrera, and Issa Briones, and even Evan Evagora. So all your main Star Trek Picard friends are back uh we did get confirmation that raffi and seven are actually a couple um in the new season and um i don't know if you saw the poster for the new season of star trek picard where it looked like images of freeways and that was because they're going to be in los angeles so the most exciting um panel though was for star trek strange new worlds which we did not get um, a trailer for. Uh, we got one of those sort of clip package things where they introduced us to the new cast. 
so we knew that the the show starred Anson Mount as Pike, Ethan Peck as Spock, and Rebecca Romaine as number one. Uh, so those three are all coming over from Star Trek Discovery. The interesting thing uh, are the new cast members. Uh, um, so they did. They had announced back in March who the actors were, but they didn't say who they were playing. So here is what we know. Bruce Horak is playing a character named Hammer, and Hammer appears to be um, an Andorian or more specifically an Enar, which was a race, a sub race of Andorians that we learned about on Star Trek Enterprise. Um, so this will be the first the first show with a regular Andorian cr- uh, crew member. Uh, Melissa Navia is playing a character named Lieutenant Erica Ortega. She looks like some kind of uh, security officer. Then we get into the interesting ones. Uh, Babs Olusan Makan um, is playing Dr. Mabenga. Now, Dr. Mabenga was a character who appeared on the original series. He was a secondary doctor in sickbay. Uh, and this is the Enterprise, so there's no reason why he shouldn't be there. Uh, I think that is uh, interesting that we're getting that character back. Uh, Jess Bush is playing Nurse Chapel. So uh, this is an interesting thing. Chapel was a character played by Major Barrett on the original show, as was number one uh, from the original pilot. So there are two characters that were originally played by Major Barrett on this same show. It'll be the first time they will ever be able to actually interact with each other because they're not being played by the same person. Uh, Christina Chong is playing a character named La'an Noonien Singh. Mm, I saw that and I'm like, that, that is a very interesting name to throw onto a character in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Uh, so that is, um, that is going to be very interesting. Uh, because we might want to elaborate for those who might not. So, uh, and Singh is Khan's last name. And so does that mean Lon is related to Khan or I, why else would you use that name? Mm. Um, for me, the most interesting cast, the uh, announcement though is Celia Rose Gooding and she is playing cadet Uhura. So, yeah, so Uhura will get some storylines. Uhura Uhura, uh, means Uhura was on the Enterprise before Kirk was. uh, And it's it's exciting to see that that Uhura is going to get some uh, face time here. So I think that is very cool. Uh, Lastly, uh, we did uh, number one, who we've only really ever known as number one up to this point actually has a full name now and her name is una chin riley so that's um that is what we know about uh strange new worlds we oh we also know that this show will be less um story arc driven and more standalone than uh, uh than the other current star trek series are um that's not to say there won't be continuing story uh, beats from episode to episode, but the episodes are more standalone apparently than uh, than Discovery. Uh, like the old Star Treks. Yes, yes. And um, what else do I know? 
the show is being filmed in Mississauga at CBS's brand new studio that they built there. And uh, they've all got uh, some new uniforms that look kind of nice. So, yeah, the ship looks good. Uh, and uh, I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a fun show. Uh, we also didn't get a release date for it, but we do know that it won't be until after Picard ends. So that means, again, if Picard is in February and it goes 10 weeks like the first season of Picard did, I would expect to see Strange New Worlds around May. That is so, yeah. a lot of Star Trek news. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> so there are now five current Star Trek series. And uh, for the most part, they will run. Uh, they won't run simultaneously. They'll run concurrently, which means we're going to get new Star Trek content through till next summer. Wow. I guess we yeah. got to watch the uh, season three of Discovery still. And oh, two of Lower Decks. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. should uh, we should start and just plow through it after we're done watching. Uh, we've started uh, watching Cowboy Bebop. Oh, the anime. Yeah. The anime, because uh, I'm going to be guest appearing on an extra for Geek Card talking about it, and it's oh, cool. I would like I love that show. Uh, I haven't watched it in like six years. Yeah, me. So, I haven't watched it, it in a Ken's long time. Never seen it. So, and uh, and the new live action version is coming soon too. With um, exactly with, uh, with Chu. Uh, what's uh, um, what's his name? Is it John Chu? Uh, John John Cho John Cho John Cho. Is playing is playing the lead on that show. Yeah, he broke his. Didn't he break his leg or his ankle? Or he he broke something pretty significant because they had oh. to stop filming. Oh no! Like 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 before, it, it was one of those things that like I honestly thought maybe the show would get canceled. Really? He broke a leg, and it while filming one of the early episodes, and they had to push back filming, and it pushed it right into COVID. Like the <sighs> into the pandemic era, and like it, they had problems starting up as most shows did. They f eventually figured out how to do it, but it, it was one of those ones that are like, "Ooh, this is this is not looking good." But they managed to pull through all right. Um, I did think of one other news note before we go on to uh, talking about what, what if uh, Norm Macdonald passed away this week. Oh yes, yes. yeah, man, like it's uh, it. He, he famous comedian uh, Canadian, but at the same time, it's like he he was just his deadpan was so good. Yeah, I was talking to uh, like it, to Mark who runs Big V, and we were just going back and forth, and it was he he was just he was really good at. It. I think that's why he was so good at um, doing the weekend updates on. Uh, on Saturday Night Live, because he did just his delivery, like even yeah. to the point where like he made fun of Frank Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's uh, not as famous brother, so much, and he, and like Frank even posted like a, a like a small eulogy about how much he loved Norm Macdonald's comedy. So <laughs> it's one of those things that like yeah, like. Yeah. And he did a lot of voiceover work and stuff like that too. And you know, that's 
it's a it's a shame. He, 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 apparently, he had been battling cancer for like nine years or something. That's like what that. I like read. Yeah, on. just kept it quiet. Um, just didn't want people to know. Apparently, only a couple people did. But uh, yeah, um, I got one more quick thing to a little more happy, upbeat stuff. Uh, okay. So and on a happy note, Walt Disney World, um, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration starts on October 1st. Mm. Uh, they announced today um, that Rise of the Resistance, the awesome Star Wars ride, up until today, actually, I believe, um, no, it's the 23rd, whenever the 23rd of, of September is, uh, you had to make a reservation to go on that ride. You had to use their app and join try to join a boarding group and if you didn't get into a boarding group you couldn't go on the ride well at walt disney world as of the 23rd of september they have eliminated that and you can now just go and stand in the standby line uh i think they didn't i i I think they didn't want their sort of marquee ride to not be able to be ridden by everybody on such a big day as their anniversary so um so that's good news. Um, their new Ratatouille ride opens on October first as well. So, and there's a couple of the new Ratatouille ride. Oh, you you um are the size of a rat, and you ride around it, through uh in a in a um a mouse shaped uh car through the kitchen of Gusto's restaurant, and everything is giant. And then you end up in the dining room, and you know you scurry about under all the chairs, and everything everything is giant, and you are tiny. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I want to go on that ride. <laughs> yeah. And if they ever want to repurpose it, they can just change it into the Ant-Man ride. Yeah. Or uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ride. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is uh, too old. And also, um, Except Ant-Man, they, Man, they, can't do, they can't do Ant-Man in Florida. And yeah. plus the Ratatouille ride is in the France Pavilion at Epcot. No. So I don't oh. know if you could fit Ant-Man into, an, into France. Ant Man, Ant Man, you. Lum for me, Sadly, I will not be at Disney World on October first, um, because I'll be at Disneyland in California on October first instead. Oh wow! Is it that soon you're going? Yes, two weeks from today I will be in California. Exciting! Very exciting. Alrighty. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what if uh, be, be, before we get too much. Uh, the last time we uh, we did the show, uh, I, I, had we only covered the first episode? Uh, the first we two. Did. First two. I think it was the first two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is everybody up to date? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, so the uh, so far for me. The two Black Panther-centric episodes have been the best. Mm. Or, like, my favorites, I should say. I really liked the T'Challa as Star-Lord and the uh, Killmonger episode is, like, I just really dug a lot. I I like how they played it off and how he... It's one of the ones where he was still very true to his character, right? Yeah. Talk about oh, playing yeah. a long con. <laughs> um, my least favorite's been the zombies. The zombies was your least favorite? Yes. 
Uh, like it wasn't bad. I was just like, ah, yeah, it's okay. It's. I I'm gonna go on record right now as saying I don't love this show. Uh, it's 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 almost too bleak for me. I, uh, there's only been one, ep- maybe two episodes where things, not that things worked out better, but they worked out well. And that was the first two. What if Captain Carter got to be Captain America? And what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Those at least were fun. Everything else just has gotten so dark and and depressing. And uh, I, I know that's how the comics were, but I, I don't know if this is what I want to see on my television yeah, but you're, I think you need that balance a little bit. And you're going to get, like, a mixture of those episodes in the next half of the series. Like, one of the episodes is Party Thor. <laughs> yeah. My other issue with the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to air my grievances first here, yeah. is that um, a lot of times it feels like the stories don't end, that they just stop. Yeah. Um, so. This week's episode in particular with Killmonger... Uh, ended and it felt like there was more to be told in this story and it's just stopped. I have a feeling that things are going to tie together, that we're going to get a multiversal Avengers team of some sort, perhaps. Yeah. That's what it really, the trail, the mid season trailer that they put out. Yeah. Is definitely hinting at that. I've also heard that there will be continuations of some of these episodes in either the second half of the season or in season two. Yeah, like this one we just watched about Killmonger. I was like, okay, and I want to see what happens next. Yeah, because and of I, the way I think it we ended. get that in all of them, really. Yeah, they all kind of end because I think the idea is that the universe continues. Like, there's a big change and it changes a bunch of stuff, but it's not just this one story. It's that this universe, the watcher stops watching this particular line, but the universe is still going. So I think it's just trying to give you that sense of continuity. But I agree I guess. with you. A lot of the times I'm like, and? It doesn't make for compelling storytelling, I don't think. But like you said earlier, this is how the what-if storybooks are. Usually they come out with a one-issue thing that tells you a story that, you know, the odd time you'll get a, a continuation or all of a sudden you get all, you know, a whole new what-if line or an alternate reality story. But usually it's it, it's a, you know, a one-issue it changes something and it leaves you with a, well, you know, what else changed going forward? Like if this changed this and you've been reading whatever comic it is, it's like, well, then that means this doesn't happen the same way. And that doesn't happen the same way. And you want to see that now too, but yeah, you know, you don't usually get to see that. It's just these little teases, a little, little, little stories. Little just, bloop, yeah. Little see, I, I really like the, the what if, and I, I kind of want to read the comics because I've always, like, this is, like, the basis of fan fiction, and I love writing fan fiction. But it's, like, you always wonder the what if. Like, well, what if this one little thing changed? And I really find it's fascinating how they're going down those lines. Like, I mean, I find even in, like, regular real history, you think about the little, the things that seem inconsequential and the massive uh, impacts that they have on the world and you can't help but think, okay, but what if that didn't happen? Or what if something different happened? You know? And it, I, I just, I find that line of thought fascinating. Um, right. So I like I like reading alternate history, like our alternate reality history novels. And like I said, I want to read these comics. So 
I agree that they're too short. I wish they were longer, but I'm really enjoying these stories. That's all I have to say. Well, I mean, do you want to know my favorite one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's your favorite? I really like the, I kind of like the dark ones. Um, I like the, what if the world lost its mightiest, I, I pulled up the, the episode list. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes where um, everybody gets murdered? Mm. And it's I actually that was interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I couldn't I couldn't figure it out till the end who it could be, and I'm like, ah, yeah. Um, I I honestly I liked the Doctor Strange one, but the, my thing with the Doctor Strange was that I don't remember uh, Christine Palmer liking him. <laughs> she <laughs> didn't. The they weren't they weren't a couple in the movie. Yeah. they'd broken up. So I feel like it was weird that it started. Like I, I felt like the beginning was a bit of a stretch for that one because all the other ones kind of you can see exactly where it splits, and this one it's like they already started halfway down the split because well, they kind of the, like each other. The, well, the, well, no, but the big change he asked her in the movie, he does ask her to go to this event with him, and she says no. The big the the one of the yeah, first so differences it might be that I just in this one she says yes. So yeah, yeah so, so maybe I, I just haven't then, seen Doctor Strange in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it should have been called. Um, what if she said yes? Not what if Doctor Strange lost his heart? Because it because yeah. everything changes because because they like each other, not because of anything he did. Really, like the and, the change had happened before yeah. we even started the episode. The the uh, exactly the that's, that's why happened. I was like that seemed weird. Um, I I liked all of them. The zombie one I kind of love just because uh, I love Spider-Man and Capey, which is the <laughs> Doctor Strange's cape I've named Capey, and he's one of my favorite MCU heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I love him in the movies. He's been in two episodes of What If, and I'm like, yeah, go Capey. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think they're fun. Alrighty. Ryan? Oh, sorry. Um, I think I, one of the ones I really enjoyed was the first one. I enjoyed the Captain Carter one. Uh, the it set a good, uh, you know, it put it set a good you know, precedent for the for the whole thing. Like the the animation was great, the action was great, the way that they uh, took the what if and retold, you know, the Captain America movie, but with Peggy as captain as the captain instead. And it then left me with wanting to see more when they showed that end bit, which now, like you said, in that uh, trailer for the second half of the season, it looks like we will get to see more. Um, possibly, whether it's a multiple like, part twos or some kind of big crossover with a, with a dimensional rifts or something. Uh, some also leave us with questions of why did this happen? Like, so the end of the zombie one, there's no reason. Like, why is there a zombie Thanos in Wakanda? There was no reason for zombie th- for Thanos to go to Wakanda because mm-hmm. there's no stone in Wakanda. That's which is the whole reason why we, they went there in the in the in the yeah. Endgame was they were chasing the stones. The stones though were in New Jersey, or the last stone was in yeah. New Jersey with the Vision, not in Wakanda. So why did he go there and get bitten? And how did he get bitten when he's got all those other stones? Like, come on. <laughs> how do you not use the time stone to reverse the so you're not bitten? 
And how did he even get infected? He wasn't even on Earth when the zombie plague was ravaging the planet. Like, Yeah, because the beginning of it was Thanos is coming. The timeline is messed up in that episode. Yeah. It's hard to figure out what some of the timelines are are because of like you kind of got to remember back to where they are in some ways so like the the current episode the the one with killmonger in theory this takes place like in in place of like iron man 2 yeah because it takes place sort of over the course of iron man 1 in theory and depending yeah. on how much time they're they're dealing with stuff it's sort of like an iron man 2 era right yeah which means but, no captain america has been found and all that sort of stuff too so and i think that's why um shuri seems a little bit smaller than she is in real life like she's not a big person to begin oh, with no, because she's young because of what she's what younger, it takes place right? oh yeah well, the, just for the, the the comment about why was you know the Thanos wasn't there when the zombie apocalypse was ravaging the Earth, the zombies are still ravaging the Earth. So if he shows up on Earth and they thought that Wakanda was safe, clearly it got overran, and he went to Wakanda where we see him and he he got bit. Now, for the amount of time since Bruce crashed onto Earth and yeah. they dr- fly to Wakanda. It makes total sense, like for Endgame time, that he would have gotten to Earth by then. Yeah. Also, how also, come... where, where did he get the time stone? Because Doctor Strange had the time stone, and yeah, well, that's why I said so don't look people... too closely. They become instantaneously vampires, except for um, wasp or yeah, zombies. Sorry. Except for the wasp, who's like takes her sweet time, and then she's like, "Okay, now I'm gonna be a vamp, or I'm gonna be a zombie." So I'm well, thinking about we, va- vampires because I want to play The Sims. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know that they become instantaneous. We haven't seen anybody. We, well, she like was the only person we saw. Sorry. Happy Hogan, for example, he gets dragged into the darkness, and then before Sharon oh. can stand up, he's a he's a zombie. That's true. <laughs> Maybe she's just got more willpower. Or it was a smaller bite. Well, hers was yeah, a scratch, maybe. wasn't it? Yeah. She just yeah, kind of had a little scratch or a bite where he totally got munched on. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's the biggest difference. He got killed where she didn't. So maybe. she he died and then turned where she was still alive and slowly died and then turned. I also liked in that the, the, the zombies one, I liked that it was... Um, Vision was like couldn't bring himself to kill Wanda. I was like, that's sweet, but also kind of terrible. <laughs> Super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But I still, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of zombies as a genre, but honestly, I just like Spider Man and Keepy. So <laughs> yeah, I I do like their explanation for the zombie plague in the first place. Yes. That it was a quantum plague or something, a quantum illness. So Hank, Hank Pym destroys the universe in two out of the six. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Alrighty. Um, Kevin, so uh, you saw Shang-Chi. I did. What did you think? I loved it. It was fun to get 
a new Marvel film that really had very little connection to the rest of the Marvel universe until the end, of course. It was nice to sort of be brought in uh, at the beginning of, of a new character's um, rise. I thought that was fun. I was very surprised to see Trevor Slattery back, but quite uh, quite happy when he yeah, came fun. in. That was so fun. Um, I loved the the wire work and the the sort of kung fu movie tropes that they used, um, and I think it fits nicely into the Marvel universe. It was a, a corner of it that we hadn't seen before, and a new sort of magic area. And I'm I was really impressed by Shang Chi. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm I'm curious to see where they go with the character from here. Like there's yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of options. Like where do we see him next? Is it like the next sequel to to is, this? Is it uh Will he be in Doctor like, Strange? Doctor Strange, one of the other movies, Spider-Man. And in fact like I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in one of the next episodes of What If, like this season. I can completely see them doing that, like the tie in, tie in with the the movie coming to Disney Plus. Because is it isn't it going to be on Disney Plus shortly, like as like a rental? Mm. Uh, it still has a few weeks. Uh, yeah, but it's a not—it's not a huge amount of time, so I could see it like tying in. But that I might just be overreaching. Yeah, I want to go see it again in theaters. Well, it's still probably going to be in theaters because just for the pure fact that there's not a heck of a lot out right now. Right. But uh, okay. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And with the end of every episode of True North Nerds, we have Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Well, I guess I will. Um, So one of my favorite uh, nerdy sitcoms is back. Uh, What We Do in the Shadows has just started its third season. And it is just as funny as as it has been. Uh, Guillermo, who's one of my favorite characters, the vampire's familiar, has a new role. He's now the vampire's bodyguard because um, it turns out he is descended from Van Helsing and a long line of vampire slayers. But uh, they need to keep him around because, well, there are reasons. I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it. But oh, if, you like, <laughs> if you like, uh, if you like, if you like silly sitcoms with uh, with crazy vampire tropes uh and uh, other supernatural stuff i think you will enjoy it uh i know i've talked about it in the past but season three has recently started episode four it just aired on um fx so there you go what we do in the shadows season three Woo-hoo. yeah we need to watch that show awesome jen um so i found a ps4 at value village Wow. Yeah, you did. I'm, now I'm thoroughly addicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was so excited that it worked. Woo-hoo. Uh So I downloaded, I played one game, <laughs> and it's called Child of Light. Um, I can only play turn-based RPGs because I suck at hand-eye coordination. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is a turn-based RPG. It's really beautiful. Uh, and that just might be because the last system I had was a PS2, and now I'm like, woo, not pixely. Um, so it's 
a fantasy game. You're you play Aurora, who is a child. She's a, a princess, and she wakes up in this magical king or in this magical world after dying from a mysterious illness. And she is quested to bring back the sun, the moon, and the stars uh, that have been stolen by the Queen of Night. And if she does that, she can go home. So it's super cute. Uh, the animation is beautiful. Um, the characters, the, it, all the characters only speak in rhyme, which is kind of annoying, but you get used to it. Um, and I don't know. It's just maybe because I haven't played a, a console game in such a long time. I'm really enthralled by the story and the music and the visuals. Um, and it was like six dollars because it was on sale when I got it. So if you have a PS4, I strongly recommend that. And you like RPGs? I strongly recommend Child of Light. Cool. Mm-hmm. Can I ask how good a deal you got on a used PS4 at Value Village? It was like seventy dollars. But it didn't have any cords, <laughs> so I had to oh. buy all the cords and controllers and stuff. So, and as far as to... ahead, Ryan man. had to help uh, reinstall the OS on it, yeah, because no. yeah. that's a, I th- we think that might be what they thought was wrong with it. Yeah. So, oh. Ryan was. Uh, what did you borrow your your brother's PS4? Well, I, you, it was good timing because I currently have my brother's PS4 because I've been slowly playing Spider-Man, which I haven't gotten back to in a few weeks. Uh, so next time I play, I'm going to end up getting my butt kicked because I don't remember how to play it anymore. That's the yeah. problem with those type of games. But uh, yeah, so we just used his cables, plugged it into my TV, and it, it eventually turned on. And then it started to load and it would only load to like 25%. And then it was like... Yeah, you need to install a new thing. Thankfully, I have uh, multiple thumb drives lying around, and it was easy enough to copy those files over. Once we put them in, it worked. Well, it worked fine. Probably took us maybe half an hour to get it up and running. Yep. Yeah, I'm super grateful. (laughs) (laughs) I keep looking up for games for Brent to buy. No, no, my console. He has his Xbox. Yeah, but there's games like God of War that you would probably enjoy watching him play and be like, that's not accurate. No, I think God of War would just drive Jen nuts. (laughs) But mythology... My console. (laughs) Can you get Sims? Can you get Sims for for PlayStation 4? You actually can. But I'm not giving The Sims more money. I already have it all on my computer. So it, it ah. way more options and easier probably to play it on the yeah. computer is on console. So my next game I'm going to get is um, Final Fantasy XII, which is my favorite Final Fantasy, and it's all remastered for, for the PS4. So that's that's my next game when I finish cool. Child of Light, and that'll take me a couple of years to finish. So I, I I go through games very slowly, except for apparently this one. But I don't know when it ends, so for all I know, I still have a long time to go. <laughs> Plus, that game cost you, what, like $7? Yep. <laughs> Ready for a sale. And apparently there's downloadable content. Last time I played a console, downloadable content didn't exist. So I'm like, ooh, I could download new things for this game. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, so this week, when I made my comic purchases i went through the used uh, book section 
and found one of the uh, one of my favorite DC events from the last uh, shoot. Uh, 15 years? How old is this one now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up a used copy of uh, Infinite Crisis. So this Ooh. is 352. Back in the old established DC universe. Uh, it's actually the one... This is the, the crisis where the old Superman, old Lois, uh, the Luther with hair, which I believe is Alexander Luther, and Superboy had been living outside of reality in their own little bubble after they survived the original crisis on multiple Earths. Uh, and uh, Superboy ends up punching the walls of reality to let them out. Uh, for a while after that, everything that was anything that was different, that kind of didn't quite fit into rea- to the continuity before that point, it was like, oh, well, it was just... Uh, Superboy punching on the walls of reality made something change, you know? The butterfly effect, you know? He punched the wall, and all of a sudden, uh, Jason Todd's not dead anymore, right? So, uh, yeah. Um, and so this is where Superboy Prime, you know, starts coming back. His biggest thing is he kept watching and seeing all these heroes. And this is a, a time when the DC comics, where a lot of the heroes' stories were kind of dark and dreary. And, and Superboy Prime is supposed to be from a world where he read like comic books and he was, and he turned out to be like Superboy, and he was like the only superhero, but he's like, you know, the happy go lucky, bright and cheery Superboy until he spends all his, you know, grows up outside of reality, watching all the heroes ruining everything. And, uh, so that he becomes Superboy prime and he becomes a great villain, uh, going forward. And, uh, in this book, uh, it's a big team up book. We have uh, uh, one of my other, my favorite Superboy, Connor, is in it. Uh, it's a good, it's a it's a good uh, one of these big massive crossover books. I'm, there's a few of them out there now. That I've you know, I've got this in floppy already. I've read it. I probably have the digital copy of it too. I found the, the used copy for ten bucks. Uh, there was another crisis in, in the the Identity Crisis, which is a really weird and dark book, uh, but it's good. Uh, that one is also in the used section. I think I might pick that one up next week. I do like catching some of these, uh, these the trades of these events that I enjoyed. Even though I've got them as floppies, it's a lot easier to to reread them and enjoy them again, and to share them once I find like a tr- if I pick up a cheap trade like this, uh, knowing that it's uh, previously used and previously loved, I have no problem sharing it with other people. So, yeah. I've got. I did the same thing with like Blackest Night, and I've got a few other books where it's like, yeah, I've got the floppy because I had to read it when it came out. But eventually, I picked up the collection. <laughs> so that's mine. Infinite Crisis, DC comic. Cool. So, uh, as uh, people might have noticed, I'm rather excited for the Netflix Grindel series. Hopefully it won't let me down. So I am going to recommend Devil by the Deed, the original Hunter Rose story written and drawn by Matt Wagner. You can find it from Dark Horse Comics. I believe it's on their digital stuff. Uh, And it's probably still in print. uh, Probably easy to come by. It's a great entry level into... The, the world of Hunter Rose, they, he, like I said, they do return back to that character in flashback books. Uh, at one point, he even uh, beats the crap out of Batman. So, like a legit Batman, not like some like fake Batman. It's definitely Batman. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, um, I would highly recommend picking up that book. And if you like that one, uh, keep going and pick up the other Grendel books because they're quite good. Next episode, um, something, something nerdy. <laughs> we'll watch we'll, something we'll, and we'll talk about it. I'm sure we'll come up with something. Are are you even going to be here for the next episode? And that's the sound of Kevin doing the math and like, oh, I might be in California. I will be in California. Yeah, I'll be in California in two weeks. Yeah. Well, you'll be sending us reports, so I'm sure. So Uh, from Avengers Campus. Ooh, spiffy. And maybe Galaxy's Edge. Two episodes from now. Yeah. So uh so if you've got um if you've got lists of things you need me to be on the lookout for while I'm there, let me know. Uh, I'll have to take a look. I think right now I, I've got it because Hondo was the big one. And then uh, the, uh, the the COVID crisis uh, demanded that Disney make some money. So they released it to Target and Toys R Us. Right. Yeah. But uh, and not in the three pack with two other figures I already got. Yep. Woo. But, uh, yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks with uh, something nerdy. So stay tuned and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. See ya. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. Set your phasers to sexy